What's up, women of Exodus? I'm your girl, Kid. And I'm Fox. And this is our premiere episode of Beauty from Ashes. Welcome, 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 woman of Exodus. We are going to get right into it. We want to introduce ourselves, tell you a little bit more about ourselves and why we are introducing you as one of Exodus. Yes, yes. So this space that Fox and I created for, uh, it started out as a created, you know, a safe space for ourselves, but we figured why not invite, you know, the rest of the women in. I'm sure we're not the only ones on the planet that are thinking and feeling these things. And we we decided, why not share? So we're bringing you all into our world, our journey uh, as, you know, beauty industry professionals. And um, just wanted to share with you what goes on when the makeup comes off. Mm. Right, mm. Fox? Like... What is that like? It is the ugly behind beauty, the things that we do not discuss, we're too ashamed to discuss, the just the trials that go on behind what we see on media and what we see when we are thriving in our careers. Mm-hmm. Those things. Yeah, I, I think these things uh are it's the part that goes on in the beauty world that nobody likes to talk about in the I feel like in the world that we live in now of Instagram and filters and all of those things. Um, we don't talk enough about, you know, what life is really like uh, behind the lashes, the lipstick, in the foundations, the heavy contour, honey, like what really goes on, the ugly behind the beauty, right? You know, not just, you know, professionally, but also personally, you know? Um, when we think about what makeup does for us, you know, like, Fox and I can probably go on for days, you know, and talk about like how beauty has influenced our lives and um, the part it has played in our own becoming. But I think it's interesting and I thought it would be a little bit more interesting, you know, for both of us to kind of check in with some of the rest of the women out here in the world. So when we talk about um, or, you know, uh, refer to our audience as women of Exodus, when we think about what the the meaning of Exodus is, right? You know, uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Exodus is about mass departure. So how fitting would it, you know, would it be for us to just really kind of dive into, you know, um, dive into our audience and just really get away from beauty for two seconds in the sense of, you know, who am I without all of this? You know, who am I, you know, what, you know, what effect beauty has on me personally. Now I know for me, it's a confidence builder. I love it. You know, I love everything about beauty. I want all the lipsticks. I want all the gloss. I want all the shininess, honey. I want all of the things, but it's nothing like at the end of my day coming home and just taking everything off. Right. I don't know how you feel about that, Fox, you know, but I definitely agree. I, I, I call it getting ugly and it's not that I feel <laughs> not getting ugly. <laughs> it's not that I feel ugly without it, because trust me, I know that I'm beautiful and we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit more later. Also, um, I just because of, again, we're talking about how we've been socialized to believe what beauty is. And right. we're going to also talk about that in a moment. Right. So, yeah, when I when I come home, I call it getting ugly. I take off my makeup and, honey, I'm comfortable and I, I got ugly. So, um, 
<laughs> well, let's, uh, let's introduce, you know, who we are as experts, as mm-hmm. professionals in this industry, and then we're just going to get right into our, street our topic of today. Yes, <laughs> our street cred. <laughs> what makes us experts? Uh, yes. So, for me, uh, well, I think this is probably where, you know, this is the arena where most people know me uh, is in the beauty industry. I this is what oh my gosh this is year i'm going into year 26 in the beauty world this is look baby and i'm gonna look i'm gonna just share with y'all women of exodus this has not been easy you know like um i love and it does my heart good to see you know how beauty has just taken on a whole life of itself uh now from when i started in the industry I have to say, I didn't even I didn't even think that I could make a career for myself or a living with, you know, in the beauty industry. But look, here I am, you know, 25 plus years later, um, I started my background comes from uh, music videos. So when I left Buffalo and um, moved to actually backtrack a little bit because see I didn't come straight from Buffalo to Atlanta I went from Buffalo to Virginia where I was briefly at uh, Hampton University and then I left and uh, went to Atlanta where I um, finished off at Morris Brown College in the AUC so shout out to Moby Uh, (laughs) so I started like I started in the music video scene so my brother and I uh, both begun you know we both began our careers and um you know around 95 early 96 ish uh in the music video scene my brother was into video and film and it was only right you know he was like hey you do makeup come on let's you know work together so that's what we did and from there going from music videos to uh beauty retail it was two different worlds two different worlds for me and um the switch for me happened, just wanted to learn a little bit more about the business side of beauty. Because when I started, you know, we were getting, I mean, we were getting paid for what we're doing, but were we getting paid what we're worth? Probably not. So for me, it took on just like wanting to learn more about the business side of beauty. So I kind of, dad, I had my foot in both worlds, you know, beauty retail as well as freelance at the same time. So in everything that I learned, you know, you know, straddling both, you know, straddling the fence of both of those worlds, I just thought I was like, it was only my duty. I had to feel like I had to share with other makeup artists that I was working with, like, yo, like, this is what I've learned, or this is what I've experienced, you know, and I'll be completely honest, you know, like we said, we're going to be you know, real raw and rugged with this thing on here. So y'all get into it. Um, Not every makeup artist is is as forthcoming and willing to help, you know. So because of that, this is, you know, kind of where, you know, where I've gotten to today. Um, My mom was also a beauty industry professional. She ran and operated her own business for as long as I've been alive, you know, in the, she was uh, a hairstylist. So it was only right that I kind of got into it. She was never a big makeup wearer, but for me, I don't know how I even got there, but I just felt like I wanted to wear lipstick because I saw her wear it. And then I'm like, oh, well, it comes in colors. But at the time it really didn't. It was kind of like me taking eyeliners and scribbling all over my lips with it, right? And trying different things. (laughs) Because at the time, 
time I was like, tw- look, 20, almost 25 years ago wearing blue lipstick, they were like, girl, what are you going through? But hello, where are we now, right? Like, I've never seen lipstick come in so many colors. So, you know, I like to think of myself as a little bit of a trailblazer. I don't know, but, you know. So, but it was like, I it, like, for, like I said, for me, beauty is just, it, it, it was just inevitable. It was part of my DNA. So, um, and I still love it uh, to this day. So that's kind of. That's up. And I think that a lot of, uh, I know for me, before I, I got into this industry, that honestly, to me, that was the goal, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I talked to other professionals, like my cousin, she is a, um, she's a global fashion designer and she's had, she has her own business mm-hmm. and she mentors. And so we talk about like how we have one perspective about a business, but really when we get into our careers, we learn about these several perspectives about a business. Yep. Um, yep. So for me, when I was younger and when I first started in this industry, that's what I was thinking was like, the way to make the money is to be on <laughs> video sets and to be with celebrities. And that's how I'm gonna make this money. And it's like, no, there's, there's so much more to it, you know? So Absolutely. I'll, Get into a little bit about how I got into this industry. Um, I actually was modeling, and I had aspired to holding out Fox. You never shared that with me. Like, really? (laughs) I did. So yes, I was Mm. an aspiring model. I always had a corporate career, so I um, modeling. Makeup artistry was always secondary because my father really emphasized having a business mindset um, because, our, you know, he didn't want me to be a starving artist, per se, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started off uh, modeling, and then I had a great experience with a makeup artist, and I was like, no, I like to eat, so I just, you know, <laughs> artistry, <laughs> artistry Modeling's comes Modeling's off the menu. French fries, please. <laughs> right, like... Artistry comes natural, so let me just go ahead and get into this. And it wasn't until um, after I had a battle with breast cancer at 26, Mm. um, right before I was going to open a secondary office, um, a secondary insurance office for the agent that I was working for at the time. After that battle, I was like, I'm wasting my life. Like, granted, you know, overall, I'm a pretty pleasant person, but this is not where I want to be. This is not how I'm making the biggest impact um, in the world. This is not how I'm leaving my mark. So... I quit with no plan. <laughs> I was homeless for a short spell. Like, just and open. I just, yeah. And then, but during that time, during that transition, like I did, um, I sought retail, like you said, retail beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was an on-call assistant um, for a celebrity artist. So I was like back and forth in fashion districts, borrowing money so I could be on set on time. Like I was hungry because again, to me, that's what I felt the money was. And um, it wasn't until like, later on that I was like, okay, you can stick into retail. You can really expand yourself, learn more. There's so right. much you can learn brand. Um, you can learn about brands. You can learn about ingredients, you can learn about application, mastery classes. Like these are the skills that you, you can really, you know, hone right. before if you want to go that route. Because honestly, if this where I'm at right now, I, I didn't, again, you, you just don't think about the full picture of it and because we didn't know right we didn't know how big this was gonna be you know oh right and then so to rewind too um because like i said i was juggling my uh corporate career and my artistry career yeah and so i was doing fashion shows etc and then when i had my cancer battle i was like okay i'm gonna pay it forward because no one knew that i was going through it because i had eyebrows and it was just like okay she's bald because she's eccentric it's fox like she's a little out there um, and it's, I promised myself that I'll pay it forward. So fast forward today, I, um, 
you know, am a national beauty ambassador. I share artistry classes that are complimentary through another company and privately on my own um, with other survivors that I connect with on my platform and just, you know, continue to expand and grow and learn. Um, I have, well, I went to school for skincare also because that's what was encouraged for my mm -hmm. um, breast cancer journey. Um, but yeah, just again, the whole picture There's so much to learn. There's so much you can do. And there's so much you, you can definitely, at least for me, make an impact through beauty. And it's such, like you said Agreed. in the beginning, such an underrated experience. People just think, oh, you're not going to make money. Sometimes it's not always about the outcome. It's really about like what you're putting into it and how you're impacting people. And yes, yep. the money does come when you're in alignment <laughs> with mission, the money comes. So we, you know, I, first of all, Ooh, say that part. Okay, now when I first met Kid and she shared with me, y'all have been in this industry for 25 years, I was like, oh my God, because people, again, assume you're not making money. Why are you doing this? And so it was very encouraging for me uh, to stick to it because, again, it's yeah. in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So part of this, too, which we're going to get into is really to encourage you to stay on track with your dream, with your goals, and really help to expand your perspective of this industry. Also, because now we're going to get right into our topic for today, which is, you know, the, the again, the ugly behind beauty, going deeper than the surface, than being on set or, you know, garnering these certificates and licenses, right? Absolutely. So, so I think... What is... Oh, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, what is beauty? What to you or, well, what does the dictionary say beauty is? Oh, God. You know, <laughs> I'm that person, like, I feel like I, you know, I really have to, you know, I get into it a little bit with, um, when it comes to definition of things. So I'm natural by nature, just a little bit of a rebel. But when we talk about what, you know, beauty is, beauty is just like the, those things that are aesthetically pleasing to the eye. So, um, things that we look at and we think that are just, you know, that captivate us or, you know, just kind of bring us into, um, you know, just something that we're in awe of when we're, you know, when we look at it physically, right? Physically. So when we think about, uh, beauty, it's more about, um, what do we, what do we believe is pretty? What's aesthetically pleasing to us? Like what, when we look at it, we're like, oh, this, you know, this, he or she is just really beautiful. But, um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for, for me, my definition of beauty has evolved, um, in the time that I have been in this industry. Uh, now, by, you know, by all, you know, traditional, you know, industry standards, you know, beauty is, you know, uh, has been for such a long time. And I'm saying this, especially as um, uh, a darker skinned woman, because it like it has not been, you know, what we would have loved to, you know, loved it to be now. Um, I think about beauty or, you know, like back in my day you know, what beauty was to me, you know, were the, the Halle Berry's of the world, you know, the, um, the Stacey Dashes, you know, all of those, you know, all of the, you know, like with the keen features, you know, the pretty, you know, light skin, fair skin, you know, like when I was in high school, those were the girls who were, you know, all the guys were salivating after, you know, so, but when I look in the mirror, it just wasn't, you know, 
I wasn't that standard, you know, I'm darker skin. Um, my features aren't as keen, you know, I'm a full figure woman, you know, so I'm a little curvier. Um, so I didn't have, like, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see those, uh, those standards, those social standards that were imposed on us, you know, coming up, you know, uh, fast forward till now, when I think about beauty, uh, beauty is so much deeper than just the surface for me. Um, I feel like it has a lot to do with, you know, the emotional or the spiritual side of somebody as well too, because all of that that's in you sometimes, it comes out, it comes out. You know, I think, you know, coming from, you know, being a teenage girl, you know, to, uh, you know, to a grown woman now, like being able to manage all of those things, it determines whether or not how beauty you are. I think beauty is pain. Beauty is uh, trauma. Beauty is frustration. But it's also like grand scheme of things. It's acceptance. It's all about being accepted when it comes to beauty. You know, am I, you know, am I beautiful enough? You know, which ironically, you know, this is. Uh, the topic of our, you know, our premiere show today, you know, being beautiful enough, like, what does that look like? What does that mean? So beautiful enough, like, have you ever felt like that though, Fox? Like when you like look in the mirror, I don't know, like how you feel about it today. But I, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, we've all, I feel like had those moments where like, okay, am I cute enough? Do I look a certain way? You know, questioning. Yeah. I mean, I think you definitely, it's definitely about acceptance and more so like accepting yourself. I know like growing up though, I wasn't so much that, you know, I wish that I was someone else because I can't imagine what that would be like, but I mm. know for sure that I wanted to just, I didn't want to be ugly. So, you know, I've been called <laughs> ugly well into my twenties. People were just like, right. I mean, in my face, you know, you're ugly. And I, I just, it wasn't until after I went through cancer. I was just like, okay, now I really see what beauty is. Beauty is, you know, strength. Beauty is vulnerability. Like you said, it's pain. It's endurance. It's overcoming. It's growth. It's how I'm able to grow through mm -hmm. these experiences that are not so pleasant. You know, childhood trauma, not pleasant. And that come, you know, that comes into your adult life. Cancer was not pleasant. Right. Um, autoimmune disease, where all my hair fell out again. And, you know, I couldn't walk, like, those, like, weren't pleasant experiences. Well, what I learned about myself was, despite what I'm going through, I'm still kind. Despite what I'm going through, I'm still prayerful. And those were the things that really helped me to see that I was beautiful. Now, if I were to talk to my younger self, I would encourage her and say, listen, Man. you are beautiful. Actually, everything that separates you from the Halle Berries, from the Stacey Dashes, mm -hmm. from everything that we've been socialized to believe is beautiful right. for a black woman, because you have to understand, too, that there's still a distinction. There is what's beautiful, which is 100% European standard, which is, you know, long flowing White hair, beauty, right? Narrow nose, Absolutely. Right. Versus what's acceptably beautiful for black women, which is still a, you know, it's still a struggle today because still, if you look at what's promoted, all of our faves have a, set, a certain look. The ones that are promoted the most have a certain look. So when I think about, mm -hmm. okay, well, what makes me beautiful? It's actually everything that stands out that sets me apart. It's the gap in my teeth. It's the how broad my nose is. It's my complexion. Yo. It's how red I get in the summertime <laughs> and how it's so many things. And all the things that you were like really kind of growing up, like teased about 
made to feel ashamed about, made to second guess. You know, I never thought my gap was beautiful until probably maybe just a few years ago. Like, you know, that I even acknowledged that because you, like you said, coming up when you were, you know, younger, those are the things that people made you really feel insecure about, you know? Yeah. Like your complexion. I didn't think that my gap was beautiful until I saw a picture of my grandmother, mm. my mother's mother. And I saw one, we have the same face. And I was like, so it's important to know where you come from. Because even too, like when I was going through cancer, I did my DNA testing and I learned that mm -hmm. I am Nigerian, more specifically Yoruba. And I look like the woman over there. And those women are exalted as beautiful. And that really boosted my confidence too. So when I think about, you know, beauty and what is beauty, Yes, I understand, you know, that it's also, it's definitely what's inside and it took right. those painful experiences and how I grew through those experiences to be like, okay, no, I'm beautiful because I'm this. And then, yes, because aesthetics is also important too, because we live in a world that is physical. We live in a 3D world where we are using our eyes. And so it's just like, what am I doing, like you said, to boost my confidence? Learning where I came from boosted my confidence, you know, and doing things that please me, whether I cut my hair off because I'm good for it, honey. So whether I cut my hair all off, <laughs> whether I cut it all off, Same. or I'm wearing you know, Marley hair down to my waist the next day. It's all about what makes me feel good. It's about me and not about the world. And that and changes, that, right? It changes every that, day. You know, yes. I, I think you make a good point, you know, like we're we're both, you know, one and the same when it comes to that, especially with that, you know, so with the hairstyles. One minute I'll, you know, have hair out to here. Next minute it'll be down to the floor. Two seconds later, it might be blonde, purple, or red. I don't know. It just all, it really does um, depend a lot on maybe what I'm going through at the time. You know, I can probably recall even for myself, like many times where I've shaved my own heads, uh, like many a times just because I needed some type of release and it had nothing to do with physically. It was internally for me, you know, things that I was dealing with or going through at the time, whatever transition. So all of those things that affect, you know, the outer beauty, uh, definitely start from the inside on you know on a lot of levels so and i think you touched on so many things in and just you know in just the you know the, the few the things that you just said like it's a it's it's a mindset you know when we we think about it like you're how how do you perceive yourself when you look in the mirror what do you see you know not what everybody else sees because we're subject to that all day long you know and i think we're even more subjected to it now you know with the um the world that we live in now, a world of social media and the internet, like everything is permanent. So we have to be careful what we say, what we don't say, you know, about uh, anything because everybody is just so sensitive to so many things, which some are definitely warranted and validated, you know, but others is kind of like, okay, y'all, like we taking in a little too much of what other people think and, you know, feel about things. So um, how do we get past that? Like, how do you know, like, how do you get past that for yourself? Because um, for me, it's definitely meditation. I love that you talked about um, getting into knowing yourself. You know, what are your own triggers to kind of set you, make you go left, right? And um, so meditation and prayer has helped me tremendously. You know, cause I, I'm sure I could probably speak for my mom. Like as a teenage, a teenager, 
yo, I used to wild out like about so many things and it had nothing to do with, you know, being cute and everything to do with what I was going through here. So. Right. Um, I think for me, the overcoming piece was like, I honestly, the word that you use is acceptance. Mm. Um, I know, you know, I was estranged from my mother growing up and, you know, mm-hmm. we reunited. Um, you know, my father, he did the best that he could, but men aren't really thinking about, I need to tell my daughter she's beautiful. Like, you know, he's just like, look, I'm raising you and I'm giving you these skills and I'm pouring right. this knowledge into you. The, the perspective is different. And so I learned, especially as an adult, look, don't seek validation, you know, and it's not to say that my father doesn't think I'm beautiful. It's just the fact that... Yeah. I have to know that I'm beautiful. And to be 100% transparent, I still some days wake up, I'm like, oh, girl, you need to get it together. You better find something. You better get it together. <laughs> better find. Yes, find something because there's beauty in everything. And if I could find beauty in others, which in this industry, and I think that, you know, you could speak more to this too. You know, when you're working on set with these aesthetically beautiful women oh, and then you yeah, see yeah, and you learn, yeah. you hear them speak and yeah, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah. if I could find the beauty in someone else, there's definitely something I should be able to find within me. And so let's talk about that a little bit too. When we look at something and we're like, wow, it's beautiful. Or like, think of like a meal it's it looks so good and you bite it and it's nasty <laughs> right you know i think as a um my degree was in hospitality uh hospitality management so it was all about presentation you know i think uh so and i still get into that and live by that you know <clears throat> even to this day um but to your point if I, you know, going back to where my career started, like I said, being on those mu- the music video sets and with the, at the time, what they were called video vixens, right? So, um, but one thing that I did get to, I had the experience of being on set with these girls. And, you know, I think it's interesting the, the, the views that we have before you get to know, before you get to know people or before you, you know, are, you are exposed to everybody's why, because the one thing I do believe we all have a story. We all have a story, um, and why we do the things we do and why we make the decisions that we make, you know, and that's going to be a whole nother show, women of Exodus. So we'll get into that too. Um, but um, a lot of the, a lot of these, uh, you know, young girls at the time, a lot of them were putting themselves through college. Like who knew, you know, I think for some of us that are, uh, you know, a little bit more ignorant to what that life is like, you know, they, you know, automatically judge them because, you know, these are women that we're looking at, they're getting naked. They gotta be looked at, you know, it's voyeuristic type of, you know, environment, but it was such a flip side to that, you know, talking to them and working with them, you know, that, you know, most of them, it was a hustle for them. It was a way that they knew, you know, some of them, it was a thing of that they had to go through to feel like they were beautiful in a sense, you know, because it allowed them to be viewed in a certain way. But I know a lot of them and worked with a lot of those girls that were just like, yo, most of them had to like, be drunk out of their mind, high out of their mind just to get through the night, you know, because it it wasn't really what they needed to be doing. It's more about what they had to do. Um, and then, you know, how the, you know, and then just watching how the men would interact with them on set, you know, like even the talent, sometimes it would just be like, 
it was a point for me that I'm just like, uh, it was too much. It was too much, not only for me, but just how I felt for them as well too, you know? So I think just the, the, the aesthetic, you know, they look good, you know, the skin, the beautiful, you know, the shapeliness, all of those things. But those girls went through some stuff, you know, mentally and spiritually to even allow themselves to be in that space. So, you know, shout out to the ATL because they like, I learned so much. I learned so much, you know, in, you know, uh, being, uh, in that part of my, uh, that part of my, my, my beauty story, um, evolving to the business side of it. Like you said, like, I, I can't even think for me now, like what I wouldn't, um, things that I would have probably done differently, you know, uh, not only in my career, but when we think about, um, what beauty looks like and everybody at that time, it was the long hair, the straight hair, the 30 inches down to the back of your knees to be able to swing it. But I think for us, uh, going back to when we talk about what, um, beauty looked like that, like the whole natural hair movement, girl, I didn't feel pretty unless I had a weave and that's, that's just facts, you know, like my, like I said, you know, I, I think I've been, I've been wearing one since I was 11 years old. Um, and the first time that I actually stepped away and was like, you know what? No more. I'm done. It was my 30th birthday, Fox. <laughs> that was the first time that I had ever felt comfortable enough in my own skin to not, uh, to wow. go out or feel like I can still be pretty without one. 30 years wow. old. Like, come on, man. And I'll share a secret too about um, hair. Um, <laughs> I um, I was so into seeming perfect once I really learned the skill of doing my own hair that I would do my hair at night. I would never, I wouldn't even let my family see me without my hair done. I would do my hair mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. and if it didn't come out the way I wanted it to, I would guess what? Whenever I went back to sleep, I would do it again, and I would be so frustrated if somebody needs to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. I was so happy when we moved and we had more than one bathroom because it's just like, <laughs> I don't need y'all. Don't look at me. Right. <laughs> you know? And so I think that to it, it's, you know, not only which we're going to get into more, but you know, that, that mindset piece. And we have just so many topics. We are prepared to really, again, bring you, it's a mass exodus. We want to bring you from this mindset of what beauty is so that when you are in this industry yeah. or whatever industry you're seeking, you have the mindset that's fortified and that is really solidified in knowing that you are worthy, you are enough, and moreover, you are beautiful enough. Okay? Yes. So we want you, yeah. Woman of Exodus, to sound off in the comments. We want you to share this first episode, this premiere episode. And what's significant about this episode is it is the last day of Women's History Month. Yes. Okay? And we were Deliberate. intentional about that. <laughs> yes, we were intentional about that because, you know, we we already know the impact we're making in real life. That's another thing, too, the illusion of social media. Mm -hmm. There's the illusion. I've seen pages that have 1.1 million followers and they have two likes, okay? So we're not talking about the illusion <laughs> of social media. We're talking about the impact we're making in real life. And Kid and I are definitely making an impact in real life. And so we really wanted to create a safe space where we can talk about that and we can 
encourage you to make this impact in real life. And part of that is how your mind is and how your spirit is, especially in this industry that is so beautiful, but also could be real so ugly, real cutthroat. Yeah. Yep. All of those things. And I, I, I have to back you up, Foxy, when you talk about the, the, the safe space, you know, I know this is going to be put out into the world, you know, for people to comment, you know, add their, you know, add their perspective on things. And I, I think that that's the beauty of what, what it is that we're trying to do. Like Fox said, we really want to not only, uh, encourage other women to really feel and be beautiful and walk in your greatness, you know, because I, I think we, there's so many of those things that those hangups, you know, those little things that gnaw away at us in the back of our minds about who we are and how we present that keep us from being our most ultimate or even keep us from being our authentic selves. And I, 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 this is the part too where Fox and I really want to celebrate being you, being our authentic selves. So you, you might get a little, you might get a little griminess, you might get some tears, you might get, you know, some, uh, some laughter, you might get some deep shit on here, you know, from us. So whatever your takeaway is from that, I, you know, like one thing that we all ask is just that we respect that because this is that safe space. We wanted to make sure that we created a a moment where everybody can be vulnerable you can take off the hair you can take off the lipstick and the mask of the makeup and just be who you are because I think there's more often than not those those are times when we're all in that same space together and we we don't want it to be um, a situation where there's a woman out there that does feel alone um, that she can't be herself at any given time because it's exhausting feeling like you having to be on all the time you know like we we want to be the you know those women that are supporting other women to just sit back take off your cape and just be you um so we just ask that everybody that comes to our platform respect that respect that you know because we're going to get in some really vulnerable really some uh really naked spaces you know for ourselves and we just ask that you respect that for not just us but for every woman that comes to this platform and let's just really briefly before we tell you how often you can tune into us and the platforms you can find us, um, just to touch on what that respect looks like. This means because this is a platform, if you know someone who's on here, don't run tell their business. Mind your business. Secondly, if someone's commenting something and they're very vulnerable about it, if you have some feedback you want to give, be encouraging, be kind, do not be nasty, because again, we are here to build each other up, to fortify each other. So we want to, again, create a safe space. Again, it's it's the last day of Women's History Month. We are powerful beings. And if you look at our Instagram, which is at with Kid and Fox, so that's W-I-T-H-K-I-D-D-A-N-D-F-O-X, you will be able to see what we believe and what we feel about being women and a few other questions we answered so you can get to know us as the experts. Anything else you want to add before we close up today? I just want to encourage, you know, like not only in the Instagram platform, but like even on our YouTube channel here, like be able to, you know, 
like Fox said, drop in those comments, you know, ask the questions because we will be looking forward to them. So, uh, and we do plan to be able to address those questions. You know, we have some really exciting episodes. So this is only part one of Beautiful Enough, you know, because we still have some other things that we wanted to really get into, you know. But, so we're going to make uh, take this episode into part two of Beautiful Enough. But I, we just thought that would be fitting to just get into that. But... Also, because I know there's some people that came to our uh, platform, they, like I said, they know us as beauty industry professionals and thinking they're going to get makeup and makeup tutorials, all that. Ladies, it's coming. I promise you. There's no way that you're going to come to our page and not get all of this fabulousness at the same time, okay? So be all right with it because we're going to get into some brushes and some beat, ladies. So don't worry about that. You know, so we just wanted to give you a little bit more than what you were coming here and expecting from us. So I'm excited about that part, too. Yes. So subscribe, share, like, comment. You subscribe, can also email share, us if you like, like, comment, subscribe, share, like, comment, all those things. OK, I'm back. So, yeah. <laughs> So every other Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can catch us, catch this audio. It's always available, too. So even if you are able to turn your notifications on on YouTube um, and again, follow us on Instagram, we are definitely going to follow back. And we will all be seeing you soon. Yes. Yes. I'm excited to hear from our women of Exodus ladies in preparation for our next episode. Talk to us. Get on our platforms. What is beautiful enough? What is your definition of beautiful? Uh, we want to hear from you because we want to talk about it. And we're going to get into beauty comparisons on our next episode. So, um, and how that affects us and how we present as women as well. So, here for it. Until next time.